0: From Augusta National Golf Club, where somehow, once a year, they let us in the gates, this is the Golf Digest Podcast. Welcome to the Golf Digest Podcast. This is Sam Wyman. We are coming to you from Augusta National Golf Club on the eve of the 2016 Masters. Joining me is GolfDigest.com's Ryan Harrington and Alex Myers. Gentlemen, we have a very exciting week, a lot of build-up going into this tournament. This is, you know, a lot of talk about so many players who are uh, playing their best golf at the right time. One of the hardest things that we do uh, in the golf journalism business is trying to predict these major championships, and Adam Scott, who probably had the best start to the year of anyone, talked a little bit about how what you do leading into these tournaments is almost irrelevant. Look,
1: I've played some good golf, certainly over the Florida stretch, but that's nearly a month ago now. and. Uh I can't rely on that to get to where I want to be this week. So for me, starting here this week, it's a new week and a new challenge. And the way I see it, I've got three tough days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, to put myself in a position to win a Masters championship. And uh, everything in the lead-up's gone well. It's up to me to execute it now. It's, It's as simple as that.
0: So let's talk about that for a second, guys. Alex, here's a guy who who is pretty much saying all the right things. That you know what you do leading into a tournament like this is is almost irrelevant. I mean, what? How much do you think form plays a factor in a week like
2: this? Well, it definitely helps your confidence coming in. But I think he's onto something there. You know, we've seen at least three or four different waves of who are the favorites this year already. You know, Jordan Spieth wins the first event of the year at Kapalua by eight shots it's like wow he's going to just continue last year's dominance then you have Bubba uh, win at Riviera runner-up at at Cadillac and saying okay he's the master's favorite then Adam Scott does his thing and then of course Jason Day just takes over so we've had these waves of uh, people just establishing themselves as the favorite and, and clearly like Adam Scott says when it When you get to this week, though, it really does reset, and um, it's not always the guy who's playing the best coming in. Uh, Jordan Spieth said that he actually feels better about his game this year on Tuesday before the Masters than he did last year, and we know what he did last year. So it it is tough to to ever predict, and uh, he's on to something there.
0: Ryan, Scott's an interesting guy. Of course, the big story for him heading into this year was the fact that he had to abandon his anchored putter and, and go to the short putter. And, you know, he, he talks like a guy who is sort of his window is closing. He's aware of it. You know, he's in his thirties. He's not he's not Jordan Spieth or Jason Day, so he realizes this is it. Uh, but he sounds like he's got a, a newfound commitment to to claiming a, a major or two before before his season before his career is over, I should say. Your thoughts on him and, and sort of his competitive mindset?
1: I agree. I think he came into this year having... A built-in excuse, if you will, actually, the fact that I have to change, I have to figure out what I'm going to do with this putter. He actually had uh, the ability to kind of just go out there and, and try to find his game again, so to speak, and, and lo and behold, he has. The, the putting has gone very well for him, and I think psychologically, he's a lot farther along uh, than he thought he would be. I, you know, Here's a guy who we all thought was going to contend for, for a lot of majors. He's been in a lot of majors. He hasn't come through in some, but, but this is one place that he knows very, very well, so he's much more confident about his own game coming in, and he likes this golf course and so I do think this competitive window looked like it was going to be closing a little bit but I think he understood over the course of the last month here I've got a real shot here I've got to go for it.
2: He he, in that recent interview he he did he came right out and said you know I have to make hay in the next few years and and so he you're right he does have that that mindset of getting it done now but it it will be interesting because as well as he's played this year and, and putted you know the Augusta National is obviously the toughest place to putt of, of probably anywhere that they, these guys play and he you know his record at Augusta pre-anchored putter was was really not not good so this will be a different test for him.
0: Mm-hmm. The other guy of course that a lot of scrutiny going into this week is Jordan Spieth just based on what he did Last year, not only at this tournament, then but then the rest of the year wins the tour championship, win player of the year. So, you know, amazing year wins at Kapalua, and then kind of enters this sort of weird period where it was fine. I mean, but you know, but missed a cut at Riviera, doesn't really contend in any of the other tournaments. But he talked a little bit about how he actually feels like he's got less pressure going into this year than last year. I've had a, a fantastic uh, couple days thus far preparing, and game feels great going to try and just use last year as uh, momentum. You know, we we know we're capable of playing this place. We've proven it to ourselves the last uh, two years. So um, the focus is on this week, you know, and we feel as confident as probably ever. Guys, what do you think Spieth is facing this week in terms of expectations and, and sort of, or is it the type of week where he
1: can sort of find it? I think... I think the expectations are bigger than he's letting on. I think he's trying to talk himself a little bit into feeling like he's ready for this week, whereas his game hasn't necessarily showed it over the course of the last few weeks. And I don't know if it's a pressure, if it's just the fact that golf's a hard game, and you know he wasn't going to play at the level that he did last year or the beginning of this year for for um, Infinitum here. Um, I, I just don't think he, I think he's trying to talk himself into playing well this week, and, and whether it's going to click when the green light goes on on Thursday or not, I'm not 100% sure. He's obviously had success with his golf course the last two years, but I'm just not sure his is right, right there, and I'm not sure you can find it just easily when you get on the, on the grounds this week.
2: Yeah, yeah, he does seem to be talking himself into it a little, again, saying that his game is better than it was last year at this point, point, it's tough to really believe him, but, this is a place where he's broken par in every round. He finished runner-up at the age of 20. He finished. He won last year, set the scoring record at 21. So I think he does have enough success here to, uh, you know, truly believe that he can turn turn things around once he tees up on Thursday. I mean, the other thing about
0: him, of course, it's said he's you know the most intelligent player, at least for his age, mm-hmm. out there. And there's something to be said for managing his game in these settings. You know, you can look at what he did at, at Doral or Riviera and say he's not there, but when the stakes are higher, he seems to handle that that adversity you know, better than other players. So Jason Day, another obviously very compelling figure, um, playing the best out of anyone, wins the Bay Hill, wins the match play. Uh, last guy won a major, of course, at the PGA, number one player in the world. It's interesting. His comments was basically that he obviously wants to win, but he's actually more interested in just having a very good competitive week. I, I want the best playing against the best and fighting out for it. Um, if I end up not, if I end up not, um, you know, wearing the green jacket at the end of Sunday, but I have a fantastic com- competitive match on Sunday against the best players in the world, um, you know, that's what I'm there for. I, I enjoy and thrive off that uh, competitiveness, and um, I would enjoy a, you know, Spieth, McIlroy, Fowler, Scott, Watson, Mickelson <laughs> Sunday. That'd be a lot of fun. So one of the knocks are kind of against. The generation of golfers today is that they're not cutthroat winners. And Tiger was the ultimate win or nothing guy. I mean, is this a healthy attitude to be feeling like I just want to play my best and have a have a good strong week, or is there something to be said for I'm here to win and nothing else?
2: You know, I don't I don't totally buy that he's just here to have a you know a decent week. I I think he might be saying that. That might be. What he thinks people want to hear him say, because we think he's, you know, such a nice guy, which he, which he is, but you know, he he wants to win. You know, if Tiger Tiger Woods is the guy supposedly mentoring him, uh, I think he's got more of a killer instinct than than he's letting on right here. And when you've won six out of your last thirteen events. You're not teeing it up just hoping to uh, you know, h- hang in there with the, with the rest of the guys.
1: Alex, I totally agree with you. I think if Jordan was trying to convince himself that he could play well this week, I think Jason Day is trying to make sure he doesn't look too cocky this week. <laughs> yeah. I, I really do think his game, you know, I think there was a question of coming off of last year when he had such a long layoff because of the, the, the birth of the, their new child and whatnot, whether he was going to be able to come back. He did. He showed that. He showed that in spades. He showed it even with the, the fact that he probably wasn't physically as, uh, as strong as he wanted to be. And I think, I think he knows he's ready for this week. This is a tournament that's kind of bit him a couple times. I think he wants a little revenge at, at that. But I don't think he wants to be cocky. I, I think he wants to say the right things and just go in kind of a, a pretty steady Eddie here. And, and, and ultimately, I think this is the guy that we really need to watch this week. Phil Mickelson, very interesting. hasn't won since 2013. Three-time Green Jacket winner,
0: but you know has sort of changed uh, swing coaches going into this year. Has had has not a win, but has had some good uh, strong starts. You know, he also sounds very confident. I, I don't. I don't feel. I don't feel old at all. I feel. Uh, I feel great. I, I guess maybe you know you hang around these young young guys as much as I have been. It, you just feel young, but. Um I feel like my game is starting to... I'm driving the ball better than I have in well over a decade. And my game is... I'm, I'm so excited to play golf.
1: You know, th- this is a guy who I do think... If there's any player in the field currently that can turn it on this week, and I know I've said that maybe you can't find it, but, but if there's any guy that can, I think it's Phil. I think there's something about this place... Uh, ever since he started playing here as an as an amateur, that that's captivated him, and and he found the the formula to win here, and he uh, has a, a supreme confidence when he gets to this place that he can turn it on, and like no other place that that's out there, and I think you know it's obviously been a positive to see the way he's played, and and I, I think coming into this week he's got the the mental. Um, Extra over everybody else, saying, "I know this place; I can win at this place." And the fact that he's playing really well, I, I think the, the 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 biggest question is whether he does the fill kind of thing still and, and has a blow up hole here and there, and, and and kind of shoots himself in the foot at some point this week. But I think uh, you know, from a confidence standpoint, uh, he probably has a, a mental edge over almost everybody else in the field.
2: He he can turn it on, and he really doesn't have to turn it on that much. He you know he was runner up here last year. You mentioned he hasn't won since two thousand thirteen, but. Again, he played great last year. He's already had three top five finishes this year, which matches his total from the previous two years combined. Uh, he leads the tour in scoring average. So despite the fact that he hasn't had a win, he's played spectacular golf this year. It, it's been a you know a rejuvenated Phil Mickelson uh, since the start of 2016. And again, when you listen to him yesterday, you can tell just how excited he is to be back here and going for a fourth green jacket, which, by the way, would tie Tiger Woods, uh, that might be a little extra motivation for him this week.
0: You know, he's had a couple of tournaments like this where he's sort of not played very well, but suddenly contends. He did it last year. He was, remember, last year was kind of lost year for him. Um, but he's come in and, 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 you know, very confident, talks a lot about his preparation. They get all the right things, you know, going into this week, and now it's all about fine-tuning. So uh, I do think he's kind of got this interesting mix where he's, he's a, he can be a field player, but he also is very analytical, and he feels like he's done all, of the, all the homework going into the week to – to, to be ready.
1: And the cliche with him is, as uh, obviously, it's all about the majors right now. But it really is. I mean, he has nothing else to play for in his career. He's got a window now where there's no Tiger. There's these young guys who are mm-hmm. trying to be these up and comers. Yeah. But you know, they're still learning their way. Here's a chance for him to add a couple more majors to that resume, pad that resume in the back end. Here, I think he's salivating of that.
2: And and you know, working in his favor also. You heard a lot of guys yesterday say this is the. F- firmest fastest augusta's been on a tuesday and phil it's like a broken record every year at this place he wants it to be as fast as possible thinks that gives him an edge he thinks that gives the people who've played here the most an edge it brings out the subtleties in the course he likes to say um and other than a, you know some rain early thursday morning it should be a pretty dry week and there should be high winds which should dry out the course as well so again that that's something else working in his favor
0: Speaking of it being all about the majors, the other guy who's got a lot riding on this week is Ricky Fowler. Now, let me just say for a second, the guy is still so young. To be talking about pressure on him to win a major, I think it's still premature. That said, you could argue he is the best player right now without a major. Um, I mean, it's fine with me. Um, I like to, to look at it as, you know, as still out here, hopefully, for, for quite a while. Um I mean, this being my, my sixth Masters, I mean, there's guys here... Um, you know, 15, 20 plus masters. So hopefully, this is in the early stages. But um, now it would be considered one of the best players without a major. Um, so I'd say pretty, pretty good group of guys. I mean, is there? Would you disagree with that? Would you say that he's got pressure to prove himself already?
1: I think he's put it on himself. He's brought it up a few times that, you know, if he wants to be part of this big three or big four conversation, he needs to actually do it in a major championship. I, I think I, I, whether he's really feeling pressure or not, like you said, the age and whatnot is is playing for him. He's still pretty young here. But but I think mentally he he almost sees himself a little bit below the rest of my and, and so if he's going to bring it up like this, Maybe it is a little bit something that's weighing in his mind that he's thinking about. And, and whether this week is the week that he kind of changes that formula or not, I'm not 100% sure the Masters is the best major for him, quite frankly. But um, I, I do think there's something to be said for some pressure on him, and it'll be curious to see how he handles that when, when we go forward. Yeah, you know,
2: I think he's he brings a lot of swagger to the course, obviously. So, you 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 know, he definitely expects to win at some point. You can You can kind of feel that. Um, he, he said yesterday that, uh, you know, when asked about being the best player without a major, he, he said it's an honor to be considered a great player on any list. Um, he also said there are people in this field who have played here 15, 20, 25 times, uh, you know, probably alluding to his friend Phil Mickelson, and he, you know, he's saying, this is my sixth, or I think sixth or seventh yeah. time, sixth, you know, if that's the case, I'm going to have, this is just the early stages of my career at Augusta, he said yesterday, so he he knows he has time to get it done, but yes, he also knows that if he wants to be considered one of the, the to- you know, right at the top guys, he does eventually have to win a major, but again, he knows he has time. You know,
1: he- Go ahead, uh, well, and the problem with that, though, is that the, the other guys in this big three conversation are all his age. And right. they've all right. won a major championship. Right. And so right. he, we can all, uh, you know, we mm-hmm. used to have this paradigm of, you know, the peak of your career is in your 30s. You're going to win your majors there. That doesn't seem to be the case very much anymore. And so uh, as much as we can say, oh, he's a young young player, he's been out here a while. Yeah. And, and the other young guys have won, too. I, I, don't, mean, I don't think that means that uh, the outsider's expectations necessarily need to go... Uh, even stronger on him, but I think that actually makes it harder for him because he knows all his peers have been winning. Yeah, you mentioned
0: conditions earlier, Alex, when talking about Phil. The conditions this week with the win could be in Ricky's favor. He talked a little bit about that as well. And because it's interesting, I, I agree with you, Ryan. This is not necessarily the the tournament you would like. You would think he would win. I think it's like he's. I mean, he's he's a long player, but
2: not necessarily the highest ball hitter. I mean, and he's ahead. an ag- aggressive putter, which right. you know he holds a lot of putts. But if you if you're running putts. By the hole here, you're going to have some really tough comebackers. So, again, he could, you know, that could, that could hurt him too. But, yeah, the wind, the wind he's played great. Uh, at the British Open, a couple top five finishes, a runner-up. He won the Scottish Open last year. He loves playing in the wind. He said that yesterday. Um, that, that should only help him.
1: I think the one other good thing about Ricky, if if he does get himself into contention, he really hasn't necessarily been in real contention at the Masters. But if he does get himself mm-hmm. into contention, he does seem to have something on Sundays yeah. where he's able to uh, to turn it up a notch and and and, and close. Yeah. And so I'd, I'd be really excited to see him actually in the hunt on the back nine to see what would happen because I think he he could he could pull it out. We haven't talked about Rory. I mean, the other player who last year. Which he play. likes. He likes I know. that. I think he likes him. He's not, you know.
0: I mean, the irony, of course, is that a year ago, he yeah. was going for the Career Grand Slam, still is going for the Career yeah. Grand Slam, um, and the, all the focus was on him. Um, you know, he's had an interesting start of the year, some great sort of Thursday through Saturdays, and then yeah. Sundays has imploded on a couple of occasions, which is which is curious, and I think speaks to sort of his competitive mindset when he's not. Necessarily feeling it, he can sort of pull the shoot pretty quickly, or at least mm-hmm. that's the perception of him. I'm interested to see what his week's going
2: to be like. Yeah, and it's funny because if, if he had just beaten Jason Day in that semifinal at the match play, and it was a great match and Day had to hold a tough putt on the, the 18th to, to beat him, to close him out. If he wins that match, then he's, you know, we're talking about him as the favorite again, and probably all the attention's back on him, like you said, going for the career Grand Slam. <clears throat> but of all those top guys, he is the only one who has not won this year, and that has put him under the radar because it just so happens that all the top guys are, have really played well this year. So, again, though, I think it's a position that he likes for once he's, he's not considered... The favorite, although Tom Watson said he's the guy this week, but you're not hearing a lot of people picking him. At least not as many as you would expect.
1: I, I totally agree. I think the fact that he is our under the radar guy yeah. uh, is exactly what he wants this week because it was so different than what it was last year. I think going into the Masters last year, being the first time he was trying to go for that career Grand Slam, that the the pressure and the and the expectations were just uh, too great for quite frankly, particularly too coming off the obviously the year that he had before. He hasn't. Played super well, but he's playing well enough. And, uh, again, a guy who's won four major championships. He knows what the pressure of major championships is like. You're right here that Sundays at Augusta haven't necessarily been his uh, his favorite day of the week. But uh, at the same time, I think this is a perfect uh, opportunity for him to maybe go in there and, and sneak away the Masters. All right, guys. I'll put you on the
0: spot. If you had to uh, pick a winner today on Wednesday before the Masters, what do you
1: like? I'm taking Jason Day. I think, uh, again, coming in this week, he's playing well. I think psychologically he really believes that he can win this tournament. I think uh, he feels like he has some unfinished business right. at Augusta National that he wants to uh, take care of. And and I just think that uh, you know all the different boxes he's checking right now, uh, he's my guy. Very bold play by Ryan, picking
2: that on one player I'm one not. Else, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to be equally as, quote, bold and go with Bubba Watson. You're who, not going with Jim <laughs> <Perman>? <laughs> No. no. Uh, Bubba Watson... Who, you know, again, a couple months ago, he was the favorite also. And I think he's been kind of lost in the whole Adam Scott and uh, Jason Day craze of late. He, he's won here twice. And, uh, you know, he's, he's playing great this Brother's year.
0: Bubba's been sick. He's mentioned this week that he's had a little, fighting yeah, a little bug. I'll get all to right.
2: it. All right. I'm, a little, I'm fighting a little bug, too. I'm, I'm hanging in. You're, you're, you're a <laughs> it.
0: It's Amazing. Uh, I'm going with uh, Phil Nicholson. That- there you go. Is that is that, I don't know, where does that fall on the bold scale? No,
2: that's bold. I, after his press conference yesterday, I was like, man, I should have picked Phil, but I've already picked Bubba, so <laughs> I'm sticking with him. But Phil's a great pick. I'd like him. I really, I yeah. think there's a good deal well, about
1: him. Three time winner already. He right. it's not bad. I mean, agree has, agree. He has a one years old. He's lucky to be alive. He hasn't won. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: Yeah. All right. Well, it's going to be actually, you know, I, mean, I think we're all very excited. Um, I, we look forward to everyone. Uh, Joining us this week on golfdigest.com. Please, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the Golf Digest podcast on iTunes and come back next week. Actually, we'll probably come back later this week with another update from Augusta National.